What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the First Surfence Audio Installment. In less than a week, we're going to be seeing cars hit the track at LA in the LA Coliseum with practice and qualifying next Saturday. Today, we're going to be going over some off-season news, but then we're going to look back on Tony Stewart's funniest interviews and moments because he'll be in the booth at the Bush Clash and the Daytona 500. We'll also go over what happened during the Phoenix test. Before we get into it, please follow me on all socials at First Offense. So first off, it was announced that Pipple will be playing before the Bush Clash at the LA Coliseum. Also, Worth will be continuing the spo- their sponsorship with Ryan Blaney, and they're actually going to be a primary sponsor on his car. They showed that paint scheme, and it was really cool. I liked it. We also saw that Noah Gregson was going to have Cure Token as a ride as his sponsorship and his Fall Kansas Cup race. So that's cool. Ammeter will be sponsoring the New Hampshire race, so it will be called the Ammeter 400, I think it is. Also, the Spring Martinsville race will be shortened by 100 laps, which is because. It's going to be a night race this year, so they wanted to make it a little bit shorter. A lot of people were mad about this, but I just think it'll actually be better because people will be, the drivers are going to be fighting for position earlier than they would have, so it's really, we won't get like that long period where they fall in line and just kind of ride around till the last half of the race. Also, Larson was named the Richard Petty Driver of the Year. As for the Phoenix test, the top five fastest drivers on the first day was Larson, Reddick, Logano, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Jr., and Kurt Busch. On day two, the speeds are similar, and they were running about 27.3 second lap times. This is over a second slower than what Larson ran in his qualifying run last fall. I think he ran about a 26.1, but on the second day, the fastest drivers were Blaney, Logano, Briscoe, Elliott, and Harvick. It's really not that big of a deal, I think, with these tests because teams are going to start learning more and it'll tighten up. I don't think you can say much from this, but also about the lap times, I think they'll cut them down by maybe a half a second, but they won't be able to compete with the 750 horsepower package from last year that was in low downforce they they can't get close to those times I don't think finally we're going to listen to Tony Stewart's funniest clips from his years as a driver I can't wait to see him in a in the booth with Clint Boyer so these are really funny to look at and listen to all right starting with this first clip this was an interview after a race at auto club where Tony Stewart felt like Joey Logano ran him way down the track and he was mad about it. Before this interview, he actually went up to Logano and tried to throw a punch at him and the teams kind of got involved and nothing really happened. But he was all heated and he got asked a few questions and this is what he had to say. Issue with, what the hell do you think I was mad about? Dumb little s- runs us clear down to the infield. He wants to b- about everybody else and he's the one that drives like a little b-. I'm gonna bust his ass. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. This second clip is from after a Talladega race where Tony was frustrated that he was wrecked and there were just so many crashes, but 
this one's one of the funniest ones because he's so sarcastic you can't even tell if he's joking or not crash more cars today we didn't fill the quota for today for uh, talladega and nascar if we haven't crashed at least 50 percent of the field by the end of the race we need to extend the race till we at least crash 50 percent of the cars because it's it's not fair to these fans for them to not see any more wrecks than that and more tore up cars. I mean, we, we still had over half the cars running at the end and it's, uh, it shouldn't be that way. I don't think any of the wrecks were an overheating issue. That's why I say, I don't, I mean, I think we ought to just tape them off solid and run them until they blow up anyway. I think it'd make it a lot more exciting for the fans. If we don't crash half of the field by the end of the race, they, you need to, they really need to extend it because, I mean, that's what, that's what the fans want. They want to see that excitement. I'm upset that we didn't crash more cars. I mean, I feel like the, feel like that's what that's what we need you know that's what we're here for i mean and i feel bad if i don't spend at least one hundred fifty thousand dollars and tore up race cars going back to the shop so uh, we definitely got to do a better job of that it would have been a lot more fun if i could have got caught up in one more wreck if i could have done that it would have been perfect i mean i think if we could make it a figure eight it'd be perfect it would absolutely be perfect here it'd be better than what we got so that's that's going to be my vote next week is that we get it make it a figure eight and or we can go stop at the halfway, make a break, and turn around, and go backwards the rest of the way, and then with ten to go, we'll split the field in half, and half of them can go the regular direction, and half of them can go backwards. This third one's not really funny, but it's just a great clip after Tony won the Brickyard 400, and I think it like shows what kind of personality he had a lot. Yeah, I mean, I felt good in a car today. Just uh, it's still a long day here. All right, you win again at the Brickyard, Tony. Can you put this one in comparison to the last one? This one's for every one of those fans in the stands that pull for me every week and take all the bullshit from everybody else. Cody Stewart, you're winner at the... Here's another clip after a Richmond race where Dale Jr. and Tony were being interviewed. Tony had finished third and Dale had finished second. And an, interview, an interviewer asked Tony what he thought about there not being a lot of wrecks at Richmond. And this is probably one of the funniest interviews ever. The... Funniest part, I think, is seeing Junior with his head down, trying not to laugh during the whole thing. Only you'd think about stuff like that. I don't, I don't know about what you think of during the race, but I try to figure out how to win the race and make my car go fast. I don't sit there and think of that petty crap that you think of. Press box. Glad what? to see you're back to form. We saw like now this last clip is where Tony was being interviewed and. DW and the guys in the booth kept talking about things that were happening on the racetrack with Tony and they thought that he was like having an off season. He hadn't won and they thought he was getting into it with a lot of guys and DW and Tony started going back and forth and Tony basically was saying that the guys in the booth blow the incidents out of proportion for views. Portioner, uh, you know, Mike Joy and Larry McReynolds and Daryl Waltrip in the booth. Nobody else has been complaining about it. Uh, you know, Daryl, or not Daryl, but Rusty and I talked uh, when we saw each other, uh, you know, two days ago at the airport, and we were just kind of laughing about it and shook hands and went on. And, you know, our fans of Sedalia, Missouri, and uh, and uh, Knoxville, Iowa, that came out to watch us run the sprint car, they stood out in the rain for a half hour and in the rain to get autographs. So, uh, I just, it's funny. I keep watching the replays of the race after I get home and listening to Daryl and Mike Joy and McReynolds. It's like uh, you keep watching the screen waiting on Tattoo to come by and his little white tuxedo welcoming everybody to Fantasy Island. Uh, Matty, uh, ask, ask Tony, tell him this is a reality show. And, uh, you know, what we just talk about what I told him this the other night when I was talking to him. We just talk about what we see, and the one thing we see is a common denominator of him involved with a lot of other folks. You know, so, I, I mean, we're not picking on him. We're just telling what we see. DW says, Tony, that he's not picking on you. He just 
is seeing what the video shows. Yeah, I know. Daryl's memory kind of gets a little screwed up sometimes. I guess he forgets that with all the rule changes he wants NASCAR to make, he forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So uh, uh, I know Daryl's doing what he has to do with his job, but uh, I think there's a lot of times what you see on the screen isn't the whole total story, and I think they've uh, I think they've done a real good job in the booth of blowing things away out of proportion like they normally do. I guess that's probably what they need for ratings, which uh, I think our sport's doing a pretty good job of ratings without having to butcher up uh, what they see on the screen. Alright, that's going to do it for today's episode. Next week we'll be going over the Bush Clash and then it'll be a later podcast, but we'll have a ton of stuff to talk about and then we'll be going to Daytona for the duels and the practice and everything. So it's going to be cool to see the cars hit the track finally and the podcasts are definitely going to be a lot better. If you guys like this one, follow me on Instagram, YouTube and everything. I'll post a YouTube video too to go with this podcast, but anyways... Thanks, hope you liked it. See ya.